Welcome to the Interchange Podcast, a podcast for you, youth and young adults. The road of life has many ups and downs, twists and turns, and our goal here is to help you navigate these roads and to fulfill your destiny and to be empowered by God. Stay tuned. New episode coming up right now. Welcome back to another episode of the Interchange Podcast. It's been a while since I've done a podcast. A lot of things, again, have happened and I took a little time off, but I'm back again. I'm going to try to come out with new content every week and hopefully next week I'll drop a great episode where me and my wife discuss all things marriage, our relationship, where God has taken us and where God is bringing us. But I want to bring you a awesome, awesome message that I preached about two years ago about how God has designed us to soar like eagles and how God has put something in our spiritual DNA for us to rise up and do great exploits for God. I hope you enjoy this message and I pray that it speaks to you in this season of your life. And at the end, I'll come back and give you a parting word. Enjoy. In the book of Proverbs, it says this, he who tills the ground will have plenty of bread, but he who follows fantasies will have plenty of poverty. Some of us have fantasies of Christianity that will just do our little part and we expect God to do the rest. And God's saying, I can't do what you're not willing to do. If you're not willing to give, I can't give to you. And if you're only giving just to give to get, you're missing the whole purpose of giving. Because when you love God, you give to God. I would do a tremendous disservice in my marriage to my wife if all I said was, I love you, and never gave her anything. Like last night she went out with her cousin and her girlfriends and had a good night because I was away for a week and a half and she was with the three kids, which I was reminded every day when I talked to her on the phone in Cuba. But if all I said, thanks babe, I love you, and never did anything for her, my marriage would not last. Here's marriage counseling 101. I've been married 10 years, so I've been in the game for a little bit. Love is more than words. And love is more than sex. I love that translation. It says, he who lives, who tills the ground will have plenty of bread. If you put in the work, you're going to receive the harvest. But he who follows fantasies will have plenty of poverty. So many people want the pulpit, but they're not willing to put the work in for it. Growth is a choice. You choose to grow emotionally. You choose to grow spiritually. You don't choose to grow how you grow naturally because that's the way God designed it. Success in God is not an accident and neither is failure. Let your failures become your greatest inspirations of victory. I told my son uh, about a week ago, we were sitting down and we were having, you know, daddy's son time and he's been blessed. He's a tremendous soccer player and he's been so blessed that the past two years of his life, every single soccer team he's been a part of because of him has never lost a game. So when he plays games and he loses, he doesn't know how to react to losing. And he said, Dad, what if I lose? And that's what I told him. I said, let your failures and your losses become your greatest inspirations of victory. 
Live with intention. Be deliberate about your destiny. If you want to soar, you have to be deliberate about your destiny. You can't go to the next level of God and ask God to bless you in certain ways when you're not willing to put the work in for it. If you're not willing to sacrifice your flesh and sacrifice your money, sacrifice, it means giving it to God and saying, God, this is for you. This is the best that I can give you. You're not going to be able to reap what, what's designed for you to reap. Live with intention. Be deliberate about your destiny. Do not leave it in the, hand, in the hands of other people. Don't leave your life and your vision and your ability to soar in the hands of other people. May I dare to say this. Do not leave your destiny and your vision and your ability to soar in the hands of the government. Because too many people in this world take, 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 take. And they don't know how to give back. Have eagle vision. Eagles can see nine to ten times better than our human eyes. They could be two miles in the air and see a rodent this big on the ground and swoop down and get that rodent. See, when you're soaring at new heights, you'll be able to see things differently. Something that looks big here on earth when you get to the next level is not as big. How many people have traveled in an airplane here? When you get up to your cruising altitude and you look down at the city of Newark, you're like, ah, it's kind of small. It depends what level you're at. So the problem you might hear, hear some prophetically. So the problem you might be struggling with today might see a big, 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 big thing. But once you start getting into the things of God and moving to the next level, you'll be like, ah, it's not that big. Vision doesn't mean a thing, and having the ability to soar doesn't mean a thing if you don't have commitment or character. We can't let our emotions dictate our vision. Emotional people are the first to quit. Your vision will require you to learn new things. When I stepped out of the boat and opened a restaurant, I had to learn new things. I knew how to cook. I can cook very well but I had to learn to cook to the specifications that the state of New Jersey wanted. There are rules. You can't just do anything you want and expect a harvest. Proverbs 29, 18 says this, where there is no vision, the people perish. Go into areas where people have no vision and I'll show you places where it's perishing. Character people versus emotional people. You ready? I got six points here. And a couple more lines, and then I'm done. I'm going to pray for people. Number one, character-driven people do right and feel good. Emotional people feel good, then do right. I'm going to say that again. Character, eagle, vision, soaring people are driven to do right, and then they feel good. Emotional people feel good, then do right. I feel good today, so I'm going to give extra money in the offering. Not, God, I'm going to give you my best, and then you feel good after you give. Two, 
Character people are driven and committed. Emotional people do things only for convenience. We don't serve God out of convenience. We serve God out of commitment. If your Christianity is convenience-based, you're totally missing the whole picture. Number three, character people will, will believe it before they see it. Emotional people won't believe it until they see it. Just like Thomas. Until I see the marks in his hands and his feet and see his side, I won't believe. May I take it? Most of the people have a very, very small faith life. Number four, character-driven people create momentum. Emotional people will hinder it and eventually stop it or ride the momentum and success of other people. Personal leeches, I call them. They hitch on spiritual leeches. May I dare to say this? There are people that hitch on to ministries and ride it as long as they can, and then when that when that river and that wave stops, they jump to another church, ride that, jump to another church, ride that, jump to another church. Ride one ministry in the church, it's not working out for them, so they jump to another ministry. Number five, character people's character driven people, people with vision are leaders. Emotional people are followers. Emotional people follow the crowd. Whatever which way the wind is blowing, they'll follow. Character people tell the truth. Emotional people lie. Liars can't be leaders. Listen, if you're a Christian and you're, you can hear me, hear the sound of my voice, and you profess to be a Christian, you are called to be a leader. You are called to lead. There is a responsibility for you to do within your circle of influence, as I call it. Within your family, you're supposed to lead your family. If you're the only Christian in your household, you be the example of Christ in your house. Because people are watching. They'll be the first one to start messaging you or saying something on Facebook if they don't agree with what you do. Or put a mad face. Emotional, erratic people should get sweatshirts. Where's Ladoon? Is he here today? You should make this shirt. Ready? This is what God gave me. <laughs> Emotional, erratic people should get sweatshirts that say, my God versus my emotions. <laughs> See, God will allow you to go through moments of emotionalness. It happens. Jesus went through it as well. In the garden, he was like, God, let this cup pass from me. I don't want to do this. But then he understood and he said, nevertheless, let your will be done. See, it's okay to be emotional, but you got to put a line to it. Because when emotion starts seeping into your character, that's when there's problems. That's when you hit roadblocks in life. Don't miss the moments because they create momentum. That's what my pastor Jim Rayleigh always said to me. Don't miss the moments because they build momentum. Don't take what you're going through for granted because it's going to build momentum. When eagles are soaring, they have to build momentum. And then they arrive the next, the next air pocket of God up to the next level. And then they got to flap a little bit more and go. Don't miss the moments 
Use them to create momentum. Be faith-oriented. Move faster. Some of us are slow, so slow, the devil can catch up to us. God has given us a plan. He said, Josh, I want you to be here today, but I expect you next week to be here. So you need to work your butt off and get to there. But some of us are just like, I'll just take my time. I'll just... I'll go to the next level, just relax there for a little bit because I don't like to work that hard. I don't like that many requirements placed on my life. I'll just, just go little by little by little by little. And God's saying, I've designed for you to get to this point as quick as possible, as quick as you let me take you because God will never give you anything you can't handle, good or bad. Some of you might not reach the place of financial stability yet because you haven't been responsible with what he's given you already. He'll never give you anything you can handle, good or bad. He'll never introduce a relationship in your life and it totally wreck your life. And then, and then you're like, oh, God, why am I in this position? And God's like, I had nothing to do with that relationship within the first place. God has designed you to soar. So stop staying on the ground with chickens. Live life with a sense of urgency because time is running out. The clock of your life, every second that goes by, gets closer to death. And when you die, you're going to face God and you're going to ask him, hey, God, I did whatever I did. And God's going to say, what did you do with my word? Well, here's the thing, God, I was going to start going to church, but my boyfriend didn't let me and I, I didn't want to upset him because I have this emotional issue where I need to feel the sense of being loved and wanted. So I'm afraid of leaving him because then I'll be vulnerable again. And, um, you know, that's, that's the truth. You know how many people I talk to in my young adult ministry? God, I want to stop sleeping with my boyfriend. And I, I, I want... <laughs> Too many people get tripped up and too many people have forfeited their vision and their ability to soar because of their partner. You can't have 20. See, people are like, oh, 2020 vision. Oh, that's normal vision. 2020 vision is normal vision. How, I mean, how many people wear some sort of contact lenses or glasses in here? Okay. So if I take my glasses off, I really can't even see the third row. I can see your purple dress. I really can't see your face. And if I squint, it doesn't even help anymore. Now I know I'm getting old. But when I put on these glasses, I'm able to see the back. I'm able to see the people in the back on their phones. But this, but this only makes it 2020 vision. So I see 2020. God showed me this, and I'm going to get ready to close. Some of the greatest sportsmen, archers, uh, sports shooters that shoot rifles, hunters, um, even the ones who do it without the help of a scope, right, have 2016 to 2018 vision. That's like better than perfect. And that's like majority of those people have it naturally. Some people like, like to do the fast route and, you know, get the surgery. But those people have the best vision. 
And God spoke to me and says, even with your normal vision, you only could see so far. And even if you get, if you're blessed enough to have some of the best vision, to see far off, you're going to need the help of an apparatus somehow, whether it's binoculars or a telescope or whatever it may be, a camera, whatever it may be. But there's something that you need to use for you to see far off. And God has spoken to me today for this house. Some of you have vision of what God has called you and wanted for your life, but you're unable to get to that next vision of 2016 or 2018. Let's say 2018 because it's 2018 this year. 2018 to see the promises that God has for you further down the road. Some of us just live day by day and wonder what tomorrow will bring. But God is calling us to soar like eagles so we can see miles out ahead and see what the traps of the enemies are. Because so many people are so concerned with what they see in front of them here, they can't see beyond or what the traps the enemy is laying. And if you, and I said this before probably in this house, but it's something I say all the time. If he can't get you through drugs, if he can't get you through alcohol, if he can't get you through work, if he can't get you through whatever it may be, he will get you through a relationship. Young women, young men. He will get you through a relationship that is not even ordained by him. And you'll never be able to see ahead of what God has for you. And you'll never see the traps of the enemy. You might be thinking, oh, God opened up an opportunity. I'm going to get a new job. Make sure it lines up with what God has for you. Because that blessing that you might think, that earthly blessing, will turn out to be a curse in your life. May I, may I dare say this to you, Leanne, in front of everybody, because everybody knows what you do. Be very careful and be prayerful about the roles that you take. You too, Ladoon. Because to monetarily might see a blessing, but that blessing is mammon. It isn't, the, it isn't what God has designed for you. We chase money. We chase after things that we have no business chasing after. And I like to say, and like I told the Cuban people, because that pastor had chickens there, and I just saw chickens just eat, like, people, people say this, oh, I don't eat pork, it's a dirty animal. After, after spending a week in Cuba and seeing these chickens just eating anything on the ground, come on. And there is no way I'm giving up pork chops. I'm telling you that right now. That's ex most excited some of you got in church today. You've been staring at me mean, but when I said pork chops, you were like, woo! But I saw those chickens eating. If I, this offends your religious ears, crap. They were eating crap off the floor. I saw one chicken go to the bathroom and the other chicken come up behind it. And I'm like, oh, my Lord. And then that same chicken had the audacity when I was preaching to walk its way right through the church. I'm like, this guy right here. Because at that church there, there's no doors, there's no windows. You saw, like, nothing. But God showed me so many of us are chickens on the ground eating crap. When God has designed us to soar above and get real meat and get real sustenance. But we have, we have gotten used to eating crap. But I hear the Spirit of the Lord saying, for this house, it's time for you to soar 
get to the next level in me so that I could feed you things that will advance your life, that will sustain you. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the Interchange Podcast. I'm so grateful for all you loyal listeners from all around the world. I get notifications. I have people from Iran. I have people from Namibia. I have people from North Korea. I have people from all over the world who listen to this podcast. And I'm so grateful for each and every one of you. And my prayer is that throughout every episode that God will speak to you and that your relationship with him will be strengthened and you'll be able to carry on and fulfill your destiny that he has for you. I'm praying for you. I love you. To the next episode. God bless.